What's up, everybody, and welcome to Joshua, the world's mayor. So blessed to have you here today. Uh, we have an amazing guest uh, in that I've actually <laughs> it's kind of I've gotten to know him really well. Unlike typically with my guests, I don't get to know them until the day of the interview. In this case, I've had the opportunity to get to know uh, our guests. We've talked a lot, and a lot of it has to do with us trying to broadcast over and over and over again, but the technology gods were <laughs> not having it. So, but nonetheless, um, I mean, literally, I think we, this is our third time to try broadcasting. We've had internet issues the entire time. And, you know, I think that you get to know somebody pretty well in adversity. And mind you, you know, jumping on a talk show is not necessarily the best exercise of uh, or display of, of, of showing like you've been through hardship and you've been through a struggle and you, and you know, you understand grace and all of that stuff. But I mean, you know, being on a talk show and this is like, this is the livelihood for some people. This is what I do. This is what I'm blessed to do. And then we have our guests who are important because they're coming on to talk about something important and all that matters. And so to get really excited to get yourself all pumped up, to come on a show and share your heart, especially on a subject of what we're about to talk about with grief, my goodness. And it's like, gentlemen, start your engines. Uh, no race. Gentlemen, start your engines. No race. That's what it's been like. Tried tinkering and everything. But through it all, just watch this man just be as cool as the other side of a pillow. I think I stole it from a rapper. doesn't matter. But the point is, I got to see him, and we got to talk through it all as we're working this stressful situation out. Because tedious and it was stressful but I got to see his heart through it my wife got to see his heart through it who's not going to be a part of this interview but she tried the second time anyway I am excited to have our guest on because one I don't know a whole lot about grief I just learned how to have my heart broken that's a whole other story but I learned that I was in trouble with my children when the very first time that they broke my heart because I knew then that was wrapped around their finger but I haven't really experienced a lot of grief. Why? Because the two major deaths that I rec remember in my life, um, I was kind of a junkie. So I drug myself out of any of the grief or any of the stages that people go through when they lose. I just numbed it. So I don't really know. Like when my father died, I hated my father. I showed up late to his funeral and I was fueled with so much angst and anger and rage towards him that I didn't care that I showed up late and high on cocaine to his funeral. So I haven't experienced the grieving process yet. I don't know what it's like, but I will tell you that our guest lost his wife and his son nine, nine months apart. They're, I can't imagine my life without my wife. Maybe my three other ex-wives, I could. Um, but this wife, no, I couldn't. Couldn't imagine losing either one of my children. And yet, I had other children before these children, and I neglected all of that. So I don't have a real appreciation or understanding of what grief is. But I do believe that we are taught every lesson that we're supposed to learn at some point. And I know myself will go through grief, a grieving moment at some point, probably soon. Not to prophesy in my own life, but we live in very uncertain times, a very interesting world. And so this interview is timely for me, but also I believe that it's going to be timely for a lot of you because you do know what it's like to grieve. 
Or maybe you suck at grieving and you need to grieve. Maybe this will be the thing. So without further ado, please welcome, <coughs> and forgive me in my voice today, Mr. Paul Madsen. What's up, Mr. Madsen? How are you, sir? Hey, Joshua. Welcome. Welcome to me. Thank you for having me here. I appreciate the uh, chance to talk with America's, the world's mayor, rather, the world's mayor. How often does somebody get to do that? Not very often, unless you come on my show. I oh, even yeah. own the domain. So I'm the official of the world's mayor. <laughs> well, I, I, I remember voting for you. I mean, I, I, I was pretty cool. But I, the write-in ballot there, I just wrote it in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually ran for president uh, one time. And, uh, and they had to write my name on the ballot box because <laughs> I got kicked off the ballot during my speech. Yeah. So well, after my speech was done, they had an announcement over the intercom that I was kicked off the ballot. So <laughs> Do not vote for this guy. Yeah. My friends wrote me in. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, not, a, not a good sign if they're announcing over the intercom to not consider you. <laughs> Sounds like a no, not at all. Country. Hey, who was, the, uh, who was the woman from California? The Marion that ran for president, got on a couple of debates there and everything? Oh, the spiritual guru, um, uh, Marion Williamson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, she wouldn't have the constituency amongst the professional politicians and all that. But guess what? You know, she's a she is a spiritual guru, and she's written a lot of books. I she really raised her visibility, I think, for the for her products out there, didn't she? She did, and that you know, I don't know if how good of an investment it is to run for president. You know, I don't know if they get their money back, or I don't know how. I don't understand the economics of it. Because uh, frankly, I don't align myself with any any of the political parties. But that said, right. I, I thought it was interesting when she ran because I do know what she's about, and she's about the Christ consciousness lifestyle. Right. And that's a tough. I mean, like if you've ever, if you've ever read the Course of Miracles, which is the is like the Bible for uh, Christ consciousness people, it is yeah. a fascinating book, and her ideology. It, I, listen, it, some people say it's very new agey and it's out there. Some people say it's a complete blasphemy, but I don't know. I've read The Course of Miracles and it sure sounds like that's what Jesus would say to me. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe about it. Well, I, 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 perhaps some people were, uh, uh, their consciousness was widened as a result of her running for office. So I was proud to see her do that. Sure. Yeah, I am too. And I'm uh, listen. Anyone that'll stand on their spiritual beliefs, whether I agree with them or not, I I admire them. Uh, and they immediately, in my book, I respect them because standing on anything principled in this day and age is not yeah. a common trait. We don't right. see that very right. often. You you really don't. I mean, it, it it being a principled person is getting rarer and rarer. I don't know if it's. Uh, the internet world, which you know has all the trolls and all the opinions and all that, or or what it is, but uh, yeah, it's harder to harder to make a stand these days. Yeah, I made the decision to get off social media. Um, well, I think it was like officially this week, or I decided over the weekend, and then you know just tapped out. And wow. it's been amazing how much less noise is in my head, and you know, and I. I thought that I was contributing and doing something good, being a part of any part of the social media movement, as far as, you know, whether it's spreading positivity or spreading yeah. truth or any of that. And I realized that I wasn't accomplishing anything. I was just stirring up angst in someone. 
There, there is someone out there, like for all the people that may agree with what I'm saying, there's just as many that don't agree. Right, and then I'm right. just asking for confrontation. Well, my personality type, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter and I will fight you until I, I'm dead. Like, I don't care if I don't have a chance or not. If I, if I have to fight, I'm going to fight. Well, you know, when I'm constantly triggered to fight with social media, that's not a good use of my energy. So I was like, I can't. I'm not a part of this experiment anymore. Well, you just you said it just right. Uh, it's not a good use of your energy, and, it, and it's really true. I made my list of things to do this morning and, or yesterday, and you know, there, here's there's 14 people I have to contact about something or other, and a lot of energy, a lot of each conversation, and, and whether it's typing or whatever, uh, that's a lot of energy. And you, you remind me when you said you're getting off social media. Um, last Easter, I had a, a, a wonderful uh, event. What I did was. Uh, you know, I, I'm still in my grief period, of course, I still am. But uh, the point is, I, I, you know, the, 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 the time from, from Christ's death on Good Friday to the Sunday morning traditional he is risen type of thing, I went on a, on a media blackout. I didn't, I, I didn't call anybody. I didn't text anybody. I didn't email anybody. I didn't turn on the TV, didn't turn on the radio. I was just 100% just log cabin. <laughs> and you know what, uh, Joshua, the time went so slowly. It was wonderful. Wow. Wait, I've never actually heard that before. The time was going by so slowly. It was wonderful. Yeah. Now, because, you know, well, I mean, it, it's almost, it was almost meditative. Not really. I was doing everything, you know, doing my normal routine pretty much, except for not touching electronics. And, and I, it's just, it's just, you know, like, oh, it's, it's only two o'clock in the afternoon. And when you're, even I mean, you don't have all these bits and bites flying in front of you all the time, constant text, constant, whatever. Well, it just slows the world down back to the 1800s, maybe. <laughs> so it was wonderful. There is something about, I was reading, I don't, I don't know if it was Dr. Miles Monroe that said this. I, I couldn't, I, I'm pretty sure it was him. He was talking about how as convenience became more available, like with, you know, the progressive nature of technology and the advancements and the advancements of our civilization with all of that and the modernization of convenience, making everything so convenient, we've mm -hmm. actually separated ourselves further away from what we were created to be. Have oh, you heard I, that? I haven't heard that specifically, but it makes complete sense to me. I mean, uh, you know, the, the old take off your shoes and touch the earth type of thing. You know, when's the last time any of us did that? Actually, every day I do this now. Ever since we moved out of the city, we were living downtown Minneapolis when I first moved here from L.A. And we we. Like when we moved out to the, I call it the country because we have ducks and all kinds of stuff in our backyard, which is, I've never seen anything like it. We just happened to live behind a nature's preserve. So I think God wanted us here for something because there you go. anyway, long story short, I walk barefooted every single day now. Wow. And I, I am a believer in two things that sound about as spiritual woo-woo as anything. Grounding, walking barefoot. Uh, and the second thing is sun gazing which is staring one, with one eye at a time into the sun. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. That, 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 that's a podcast. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> oh, it, we could talk about that for days. But anyway, that's not why you're here. 
So, before you introduce why I am here, I, I grew up not far from Minneapolis area, and uh, I, I'm going to check back with you in February when there's a foot of snow on the ground and see if you're still walking around barefoot. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that, that will end in about two weeks when we get our first snow. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning pretty quick. It's already turned fall here. So oh, yeah. we have one oh. month of summer. <laughs> I know the story. I know oh. the story. Yep. Anyway, I am, listen, I, I, I don't even know how to start with this subject because it's, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. I'm, I'm 43 years old and I'm a mama's boy for one, and I'm obsessed with my wife. And so I, just by looking at the pictures of you and your sons and just like looking, you know, checking you out online. I have so much respect for you as a man, and I got a glimpse of it when we were trying to work out these technology issues, but I got a glimpse of the kind of man that you are um, by just seeing some of your family photos. And I, I have a lot of respect for you because I have no idea how you kept your family together um, after losing, mm. well, the one that usually raises the flock and, yeah. and, 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 and one of your sons. Like, yeah. how did exactly. that it was actually my daughter. Uh, oh, daughter! I'm so my sorry. Daughter. Forgive me. I'm my my daughter was nearly 31 or nearly 32 years old when she passed, and then nine months uh, after that, my wife uh, had died. Also, both of them. It was neither one was sudden or a, like a car accident or a suicide or anything like that. Both were long-term chronic illnesses, and and it's 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 kind of like Joshua when you when you you you, you go up to the the Saint Croix River there, not far from you, and it's a beautiful river with rapids and, and uh, rocks and white water, and you can rent a canoe, well, you know, or a kayak. And what, when you rent that kayak, you have to sign at the bottom there. It says, you know, I'm not gonna hold you guys liable if I die. <laughs> and when you sign it, you know, it, it, you just do it. Cause that's, you know, you have to sign a for lots of forms in life. Well, then when you flip over and you're pinned upside down in a kayak by a rock and you're not sure how many breaths you have left in your life, well, then that signature becomes real. <laughs> you start living the actual reality of it. And so that's that's kind of what happened with, with us. And I mean, you know, even when my wife was in a, a rehab facility and a, then a nursing home as her health continued to worsen, uh, I, I'm still naive enough to think, oh, well, you know, she's going to get better. She's going to get better. And and then one day it did hit me when I was driving up the hill to visit her uh, at the nursing home. And um, I, it said, you know, she's not coming home from here. And that, that, that was that was a hard moment. So, yeah, it, it is tough. You're right. Uh, there, it's a it's a road that nobody uh, should go down. But you know what? Life. Uh, what's the quote? It's not original, but uh, um, man plans and God smiles. I'm sure you've heard that one before. Oh, I think about this. I, I'm, I love that you brought this up because, you know, a lot of the work that we do is geared towards what's going to happen in the future um, because of the, the fourth industrial revolution. And for a long time, and this is actually what kind of, it, this has contributed to me leading to so, social media also, is that I, I believe that, 
I know where technology is going because I've been given the same dreams and visions since I was a kid. And, you know, and I started preparing years ago for what will, what the world will look like in the fourth industrial revolution. But so to bring up that quote, the thing that reminded me of this is that because I was putting so much energy into what the enemy's plans were and all my focus was going there instead of the promises of God and the things that I know are true. But one of the things that came up for me was that exact quote when I was obsessing over what was going to happen. Because I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist by nature. I swear to you, I was just born to think that way. And, um, and so anyway, I was putting so much energy into that and I was realizing that I was robbing and sucking the joy out of everyday life. So I stepped away from even posting or, you know, falling into that because we don't know. Yeah, we know that man can have plans. Like there can be negative plans or bad plans or even good plans. But the fact is none of us are God and none of us really know what's going to happen because we don't know God's plan. And, And that to me has helped me shift where I put my faith. I mean, my faith in my relationship with God is very strong. I mean, it's, it's everything to me. I have nothing without it. Um, but it's, it's really helped me channel in where I'm putting my faith and my energy because of that. So I like those sayings that people bring up because there's usually another side to it also that holds true. Like the truth will set you free. There's layers yeah. to that as well. So right. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it, it's, it, it, it Again, it, uh, we didn't plan on these things, of course, and uh, they were slow demises for both, both my daughter and my and my wife. And uh, uh, you know, in my book, men grieve. Uh, I tell a little bit of the story about that, um, about them. But it's not a biographical type of blow by blow of um, in March this happened to her, and then December this happened to her, or anything like that. That's that's you know that that's important backstory, but it, it's boring and. Instead, Joshua, what I'm trying to do with the book is is really kind of witness and to other men about about uh, you know that's just so hard when your your world's upset. Your whole you call it crazy, you know, it just makes you crazy because you you just circumvent and circle 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 circle. You just constantly are on this mouse this rodent's wheel uh, in your head, and you just can't get off it when. When you lose one, and then especially when you lose two, and so it, it it's just a rough rough go. But the the book is intended to be a little bit of a guide. Um, I, it was it was inspired from uh, uh, you know I I lost my wife and my daughter, and and so I I went to uh, grief grief groups. There's a lot of good organizations. I mean, many of them out there. Uh, all of them have their their positives. And and Joshua, what happened is. Uh, at, at one of the grief groups I went to, uh, my I, my wife had been gone for um, I don't know four months, maybe something like that. Well, I, I met this woman, and I call her Marge in the book. Um, I was it was just after the the meeting was over, and she was um, I don't know quite how we connected up, but she starts talking to me, and I learned that her husband had died uh, suddenly apart from her at a different location where she was not. And uh, that was really hard on her. And she just, um, she, she lost it basically with me. She was very emotional, very crying, uh, just a total train wreck because it was all <laughs> pressure new for her. And, and, and 
I didn't really do anything, Joshua. I just kind of stood there and just kind of listened a little, a little different than my usual self. But uh, mm-hmm. and, and and when when she was done, she had gotten it out. She was composing herself. Well, she just hugged me and thanked me and and told me how much uh, she appreciated what I did for her, which was just basically stand there. <laughs> and anyway, the, her her gratitude to me made me say one thing. This is. I want to do more of that. That feels really good to 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 help someone. And so, this was a kind of the motivation between of me wanting to to write the book and do something like that. And so, yeah, I, yeah. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it, it. It truly speaks to the saying: "The blessing is in the breaking." Like you found a gift through your trial, your your breaking, like your heartbreak. You found well, a yeah. gift, right? Well, you know, it's true. I mean, I, I've written a few other books and uh, had um, podcasts and TV shows and radio shows over the years and stuff. And uh, there is always uh, that 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 struggle, as you probably know, uh, for what is my message? What is my unique message? And after Laura's let, and Lisa's death, well, I, I kind of found my message. And so, yes, that that's true. The rest of the story from what Mar, you know, I was at that grief group to help myself. I wasn't there to help her. And I, you know, I'm not I'm pretty, <laughs> self, pretty selfish at that point. But anyway, uh, I, I was inspired because of her 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 joy toward me that that moment. So I went home and I'm I'm researching. I said maybe I should write a book about grief. I know that, that that's that you know just. What what could be better? I, that's my personal story right now, right? Well, I'm looking at this little thing called Amazon. You may have heard of it, and uh, <laughs> they, 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 there's a, a couple of titles on there. And I said, so I researched grief, and there are thousands of uh, okay. you're fine. Th- th- thousands of titles on grief out there, and so I said, the world does not need one more book about grief, Joshua. And so I was kind of bummed and, and went back to the, the meeting, the next uh, next meeting time. And, and I start looking around. There's 40 women at this meeting and five guys. And it, why do you think that is, Joshua? What What's up with that? Oh, I can tell you right now, it's because men are taught to not express themselves, honestly. And that is... I think that happens from the very beginning of when we were when we were raised. It's it's a being afraid. We are taught to men don't cry, men don't show emotion, and we're also told that. Well, I don't know if we're necessarily directly told this, but we're also taught to lie, and that's why. <laughs> and we're taught to lie, and that carries over into our relationships. It, car- it carries over into our relationships with children, with lovers, with whoever. Like we, I believe men are taught to lie from the very beginning, whether it's indirect or direct. But in that to me is the real problem. Right. Well, I, I and I, you know, I mean, I, uh, in the book, I allude to uh, John Wayne and you're from California. You understand John Wayne. He was in uh, 141 movies between 1950. In the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and even into the 70s, and he was the the epitome of the man's man, the macho, you know, and don't say much, and you know, don't say anything at all, and he had all sorts of crazy good statements and and such. Uh, I love him in True Grit, by the way. But anyway, uh, the, the 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 John Wayne culture, uh, you know, I think that he influenced 
lots of our coaches, lots of our dads, lots of our uncles, lots of our grandfathers. You know, on the back of the book, Joshua, I say men may feel that culture limits the way they should grieve the death of their loved ones. Men Grieve Too addresses that issue in a hands-on way, offering practical tools to help them as they experience the trauma of loss. And so, yeah, you're you're right. You know, uh, men are are kind of no. Yeah, guess what? I think it's changing, Joshua. I mean, oh, yeah, you, you you got the you got the millennials coming back from um, doing service in the in the Middle East and you know Af- Afghanistan, Iraq, and, and and whatnot. And and they have the same post traumatic stress syndrome that uh, their fathers and grandfathers did in previous wars and such. But do you think they're doing things different nowadays? Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think so too. And I, I think the younger generation is 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 opening up a little bit more and realizing that you can talk about these things. I mean, I'm sure you have stories. You've heard of relatives or people you know of who came back from World War II or Korea or even Vietnam, and and they didn't say a word about it to anybody what they experienced over there. I mean, that's. That's some serious bottling up. <laughs> For sure. I mean, have you ever experienced heard heard of those kind of stories? I well, I didn't. I personally uh, did not serve, and I <laughs> that because it wasn't. I'm a no, nonconformist, but I mean, but I do know several people growing up. Um, one of my best friends growing up, his father uh, got his eye shot out in Vietnam, and I remember growing up with him and seeing his. I, of course, we didn't know it was PTSD at the time, and we didn't understand about you know all right. the things that were happening. But I got to see a lot of those flashbacks and other things happen. And I do know some other people that have gone to war and have been. I used to work with complex disabilities, so I got to work at the VA quite a bit. Wow. Okay. And yeah. So I worked with a lot of soldiers that had all their limbs blown off, and wow. I've seen yeah. I've seen some things, um, and, and just right. hearing their stories. It's 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 a lot, and but I'm 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 excited though, too by that because I do think that there is an awakening happening amongst people that they're starting to recognize that everything that we've been told may not have been exactly true, and so when people start to wake up to a truth around them, I think mm-hmm. they start to make better choices for themselves and the people around them. And yeah. I think that that is a, a good, good sign. In fact, I think that some of these senseless wars that we fight, I think that that will soon come to an end also. At least I hope so. Well, I think people are realizing that the cost of this, the human cost is just so, so insane. And, and so, I mean, that, that's a perfect segue into, into one of the sections of my book, Joshua. The, the um, uh, In Men Grieve too. I, I talk about. Um, the sweepers. I mean, we've talked about that indirectly already. Uh, the the mm-hmm. veterans and the John Wayne and all that kind of thing. I mean, and in I, I give five types of, uh, of of grieving. There's not only five types or anything like that, um, but I just identify five types. So the first one is is what I call sweepers, and that's uh, you know how if you ever sweep a hardwood floor and uh, you know you're you're sweeping along and and there's that. You get get it into the dustpan, and then there's that little that little line of of dust there on the that you just can't get into the darn dustpan. And, and look look over here. There's a there's a area rug, and you look around. Is anybody see, looking around? And you sweep that right under the area rug. 
And that's just like what some men do with their grief. You know, they're, 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 they're hiding it. They're sweeping it under the rug. You know, I'm fine. That's all good. You know, sorry about your loss. Yeah, it'll be all right. And then, you know, how about them bears or whatever? And so, you know, they, they, <laughs> or, they, but, or they're told they're like, Hey, let's go have a drink. Let's go get effed up or let's go have sex with a bunch of random people. Like, yeah. That's another way men choose to deal with grieving. And that doesn't exactly help eat things either. In fact, I mean, I have some experience with this, but anytime I was upset seeking an external distraction, which was sex and drugs for me, right. but it, it's different for everyone. Right. But that sometimes it's jumping into another relationship. All you're doing is carrying that hurt, the, the, the wounds you're carrying all of that into the new relationship. Yeah. And, and well, you're, you're polluting that too. Like you're delaying the pain. So Absolutely. Well, they're in the, in the grief groups I go to, you know, they, they, they say you, you can't really outrun it. You can't hide from it. It'll, it will come up later at some time. I mean, and you know, there, there's a woman there who told a story about, I mean, this woman's in her sixties and her mother's in her eighties. And uh, the, the, the woman in her sixties was a twin and they lost the twin w when they were born. And so the, the woman I know is a survivor and she never knew her twin sister. Well, her mother, the 80 something year old, just now, um, you know, after all these years, after 60 years, Joshua was starting to have some behavioral issues and, and they, they rooted it out. You know, she never really talked about the loss of the, of the twin, the loss of the second girl. And, you know, it, 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 can you imagine sitting on something like that for 60 years or so? I mean, that, that's, that's some, that's some real sweeping. <laughs> and again, she's not a man, but guess what? It's not exclusive to men only. No, it's not. I, you know, even, and I don't know if your book talks about this or not. I haven't had the opportunity to read it yet. But the other thing, too, that I see happen is women will hold on to women are worse about this than men, I think, because they hold on to secrets <laughs> of the family secrets and they withhold them and they keep that in. They grief internally for that. And of course, men, men will keep secrets, too. And they're I, I personally believe they're different types of secrets. But nonetheless, these secrets that are keeping like that is causing unnecessary grief because those right. secrets aren't for us to store. They're meant for us to release. And, you know, the idea of protecting other family members from the secrets of within the family, that's all a lie. And yeah, I mean, all that's going to do is cause even more pain right. in the family. And, and I think it's a lie for, I know, I know it's a lie from the enemy because it, the whole, concept of family is something that offends the enemy like they don't yeah. want families and strong families you think about what's going on in the last few years with this you know whatever the opinion of the pandemic is and i i will spare mine but i will say uh and of course anyone that watches my broadcast knows exactly how i feel about it but i'm not, yeah. not going to go the offensive route today um okay. but <laughs> i but i i i think that what i saw with this pandemic is we had an opportunity some people looked at it like it was a hardship. Some people looked at it like, I mean, I understand getting COVID sucked. It was awful. Worst experience of my life, actually. <laughs> or as far as sickness goes, it yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Um, but, but COVID also brought us an opportunity to get organized. 
it gave us an opportunity to heal our homes because, well, now we're having to be under the same roof with our wife and kids for the first time. And, you know, there was opportunities there. Yeah. And so anyway, not spending too much time on that. I just want to say that, you know, sometimes we look at life as it's happening to us. And it's something that is like God is against us. Life is universe hates me, whatever people want to say. But I choose to believe that all of the hardships and the trials that we face, even when they hurt and they just rip your freaking guts out, there is an opportunity that is presented for each of us. Well, look at me. I agree. I agree. I mean, look at me. I have, I fine tuned my message. I, I mean, I started my career as a youth minister. I mean, I worked at a large church and trying to help uh, the young people there to find their path along the Christian journey. And, uh, um, and, and so I, I've been always oriented that way. And, and so when I, I hit the, the double speed bump of these deaths in my life, I, I found, yeah. found my message and, and, and my friend, my dear friend, um, she, she describes it as a calling. And so yeah. I, I, I embrace that and, and I am trying to get the word out. Um, just uh, actually yesterday and today, I, uh, someone on, on social media um, mentioned a, a comment. I, I posted a video about my book release party about men in grief too. And uh, someone reacted to it and they said, I just lost my wife. And I, um, I picked up this book and, um, and actually I, I do know the guy and I sent him a personal note off, offline, you know, and uh, he, he, he said, you know, I'm very early in my grief journey, but this, this book has already been helpful for me. And now I guess he's my Marge too. I mean, I'm, I, I just love, love to be able to use the stories, use the, the journey that I've been on Joshua to, to be able to, to be out there in, in front of um, the guys who, who have this happen. Well, you're, 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 you're healing, you're in motion healing. Like you're acting out, walking in faith, healing as you go and, and not stopping. Like you're not stopping to wait until you fully heal before you go out and try to help others. Like I love that you've, you've, you're in the in the in the middle of it, and yet it's still this, serving. I believe where freedom really comes from. So I admire my, that about you too. Thank you. This is this is my healing. Um, you know, and, and it is. You know, it, it. Yeah, they say journal, and I kind of started some rough journaling. That's kind of what uh, what got me going on it. I I was in the anger world after a lot one of their losses and walking with a friend and. I was complaining to him about uh, how some people behave at funerals, and and, <laughs> and, and, and you know, and I said, oh, I I should write a book about this, and and you know, and and my friend said, why don't you? And and so you know, it, there's there's a lot of a lot of stuff out there that just contributes uh, to the to the big story there. You bet. Do you wait? Do you those journal writings? Oh, I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if I was in my other office, I could show you the the stack of uh, spiral notebooks that go back to 1992. <laughs> I, 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 I only reason I'm saying this is because I only want to plant the seed. The most powerful book I've ever written, written, powerful book I've ever read. Sorry, not written. Okay. <laughs> I am happy about the book I wrote, but um, is the Heroin Diaries. 
by Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Oh my! The it's his what? journey. It's his journal when he was heroin and his road his road to recovery and all the drawings. You know how like you on a notepad you'll doodle some. Or I don't know if you doodle. I'm a doodler. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll draw them in the corners and color and stuff. And right. so it's got all of that. And it was the most brutal reading I've ever done. Yet never felt so connected to somebody because wow. it was the raw notes right. not put into book form i mean it was put into a book but yeah. like it wasn't edited for a book it, right, it was right. like here's the notes <laughs> my point is this it was uh, when i read that book i was at a time of like trying to pull myself out of my you know kim sex addiction and everything else reading that book really helped me look at the, the those demons in the face and and take it on and wow. so I'm bringing this up to saying to say to you, you may have another book in you, you just by simply converting your notes into book form. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I know, it right? could be powerful. Even the raw, angry stuff where you're cursing at God and all the other, and you're just yeah. pissed off because yeah. everybody in their right mind would understand yeah. why. Sure. Be- writing that. Before I comment on that, I want to I want to have your listeners hear the name of that book one more time. The Heroin Diaries by Nikki Six. Diaries. Okay, cool. I wrote it down myself. I think I'm going to check that out. Uh, you, you talk about uh, the the rough uh, the rough journaling and, and, and such, and uh, you know, and I don't know how many pages I had, but it, you know, it soon soon worked its way onto the computer or the keyboard and all that. Anyway, uh, my I I knew that I was an emotional wreck after the loss of my daughter and my w- wife nine months apart, and so as I sat down to write, uh, men. Grieve too, Joshua. I, you know, <laughs> I was I was somehow smart enough. I don't know if God guided me or what, but uh, smart enough to say, you know what? I should probably have some some proofers, some review readers, some beta readers help me out. And 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 people kept appearing in my life. I mean, people I knew who I said the, that would be she'd be great, he'd be great, they'd be great. And I, I ended up the list got to be twelve different people who were all reviewed my very first uh, manuscript and uh, looked it over. And it, it is 500% better because they did that. But um, I, the reason I throw it out is <laughs> I, I, was, I was angry. I was, I was mixed up. I was everything that you are in the grief process. And uh, what, what uh, there, there, were, there were sentences where <laughs> I think I had two and three and four different kinds of formatting I had exclamation points and underlines and italics and bolding. And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm having some pretty smart journalistic, uh, English, uh, <laughs> writing professionals, editors looking this over and, you know, boy, I'm sure glad I did, you know, so some lawyers, some medical people, there's all sorts of different <laughs> people involved. And, uh, the, 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 the punchline Joshua is, uh, one of my dear friends, um, who has a strong journalism background, uh, she was commenting on it, <laughs> and she says, "Yeah, you know, Paul, that first draft that was that was kind of um, verbal vomit." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully, uh, it it has evolved to beyond verbal vomit, and I, based on the feedback I'm getting, it it has. <laughs> That's awesome. Beware of verbal vomit. <laughs> I I'm a verbal vomiter. 
So yeah, so no. I uh, I appreciate that art form as well. Very well. Much. I, I I have listened to a couple of your uh, hour and thirty minute shows, so I I'm I'm not going to fight you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah I can. You know what? And that's the thing too. I I'm so grateful that we have our own network because I'm not like you know stuck under time constraints. Right. And if I if I feel led to talk about something, I don't want someone telling me I can't say it. So very fortunate to be I can do that on. Right. I I do a a show a TV show called Behind the Words TV on local community television, and that that's where I do what you're doing. I interview authors. And so many authors, they create a book, uh, they work, they work really hard on it, like I worked hard on mine. And uh, you know, this a lot of them just self-published. They spent a lot of money on it, and, but they then they get it out there, and they hope the world's going to beat a path to their door. And guess what? That does not happen, does it? And yeah. there's only there's only a million books a year put out there, Joshua. I mean, anyway, so that's why I have a show to help authors to promote to promote their books. The point is. Um, Yes, they, uh, you know, on community television, 27 minutes. That's my limit, no matter what. You got to keep it, you know, very focused. You got to keep the content generic. So uh, I think your free form of expression on your own network, the Live Mana Network, I mean, that's uh, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's funny that you bring up Community Access TV or, you know, whatever it's called. Um, Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Yeah. But I, but all, even Bob Ross. And yeah. my my buddy, who's a journalist, he used to tour with uh, rock bands and hip-hop bands. He was raised in Miami. And one of my favorite people. He's a kingdom guy. One of my favorite guys in the world. His name is David Norrie. He just came out with another book that is incredible. Not to promote someone else's book while you're here. But <laughs> we were talking about, he sent me this video of this guy that was just performing his art of music. And he sent me the video, and it was, it was hysterical. It was one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. But the guy wasn't trying to be funny. And it was really <laughs> easy to go, you know, to look at that. And I could feel people mocking this guy always because of okay. the goofy. But I looked at it, and I said, this guy believes in what he's doing enough to pay for TV time to put that on the air. That's a guy that has balls. And, and that's a guy that I have respect for because well, he, betting on yourself. He has a message and he's airtime. That says right. a lot about you because yeah. it's he, not easy. He, so the community access TV, God bless them because to me, they're forerunners for yeah. independent media. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, it, people have a message and there's soup to nuts on that channel, but, uh, uh, you know, again, I, anybody who has a message is trying to share that message. God bless them. You know, I, I have my message with, with my book and, uh, you know, I, I talk about the other, other types of, of grievers too. the, the weepers, the guys who can't get, can't stop crying. I talk about the sheepers, the guys who go analytical and, 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 and go inside and, 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 you know, it cannot, um, um, act because they're just, they're just so, internal and, and withdrawn and and then other people who have lost uh lost their loved ones uh, that that'd be the leapers that's the one you're you were talking about the, the guys who are looking for their next uh alcoholism or a date or whatever you know they're 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 masking their grief joshua they're 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 
they're leaping in away from their grief into hiding into something else that is going to shelter them or delay their grief because it is in fact delayed and and you know as we maybe wrap up here the idea of the goal what i have uh joshua for for grieving men and for myself i'm not there yet i, I call it the keepers and that's the one who are keeping the memories of their loved ones close and they're keeping some semblance of a normal life and they're keeping all the things that are important but they're also keeping their 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 life i wanted one gentleman one of my readers my beta readers uh he was talking in depth with me uh during the deepest and the most early parts of my grief and he he said just uh three very important words joshua he said you know i was going off about something or whatever and you know what should i do and Am I dishonoring their memories if I do this and blah, 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 all these different things. And he cut through all of that, Joshua. And he says, Paul, you're still here. And that, you know, you can think about that a lot of different ways. God's not done with you yet. (laughs) What's that? I said, God's not done with you yet. Yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. No doubt. Wow, man. Paul, I, uh, I'm really grateful for your time and your story. Will you please tell everybody? I love, but first of all, I love what you're doing with the TV show. I love that you have a grasp on the importance of media. We've had, we could have, I, we've had so many different conversations already, even all <laughs> there, that I mean, there's a lot that you're doing that I think is amazing. And, and I love, I love what you're doing. So please promote all of it the tv show your books where they can find you where they can support you and we would love to have you back again um you i just you're a wealth of information and uh really 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 just grateful for your journey and all that you're about so please share with everybody where they can buy your book support you and everything else joshua i just appreciate the opportunity to be on your platform uh You've got a, a wide and growing uh, populace out there, and it's a great opportunity for me to be, be part of that. And the Live Matter Network, what a great idea. Um, I love what you do in your servanthood roles to other people as they as they coach in media and, and expand, expand their own messages. And and the way you do it, I, I still don't understand all that. <laughs> but, but, me neither. And neither do your creditors, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, bad joke. But uh, the bottom line is, I, I thank you for the opportunity. Uh, my my company is growmedia.com, just like it sounds, growmedia.com, www.growmedia.com. And uh, my my tagline is that I uh, my social media videos tell and sell the story of your book or business. And so that's uh, that's what I do with my show and my individual consulting and coaching. But uh, I was disrupted about about all that and by the deaths of my daughter and my and my wife. And so that, of course, became the Men Grieve 2 story uh, that's available on Amazon.com. Um, don't forget the comma, the grieve, and that'll, that'll get you right to it. And it, it's doing, doing consistent. You know, it, the, the first month when you come out is, is always the best because that's when all your friends and relatives and everybody else helps out. But, uh, <laughs> I'm pleased to see that it's consistent after that too. And with, with the help of wonderful shows like yours, Joshua, uh, I hope to get the word out to some, to some more men. And, and, and in fact, women. Uh, I've had several women tell me, oh, I know six guys or five guys that that need that. And they bought it for guys because they 
they give it to them and because they they're the, maybe the more sensitive or aware ones in the front end. And so they, my brother just lost his wife or, you know, my, my dad lost my mom and, and he's not dealing with it very well and blah, blah, blah. And so it, it, it is, it, yes, it's for men, but I've, I've noticed a lot of women are, are involved with getting it too. And people are even buying it and giving it to their clergy person or to their church library. And so, you know, it's not just about, oh, I, I don't have anybody in my life who's dead. Uh, it's, it's about who, <laughs> you know, who, who else can you help with it? And it's a blessing to me to be able to uh, get that word out. So uh, Men Grief 2 on Amazon.com and GrowMedia.com is, uh, is my, my home base. Wonderful. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your time. Uh, God bless you and all that you're doing. And uh, we look forward to having you back. I look forward to come back and thank you again, Joshua, for your great ministry here and, and your message and your unique uh, mayor of the world, buddy. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Thank See you, you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Paul Matson, everybody. What, what an incredible story. Uh, of course, you'll be able to, on our website, livemana.org, be able to uh, see the media kit, you'll find the transcription, you'll find the audio version, uh, the video, of course, but also links where you can support Paul uh, by his books. And frankly, look, I know like his messaging uh, hits home for a lot of people because a lot of people are going through different variations of grief. So I, I know that he said that it's written for men, and it is, but you know, I think it's good for, this is a personal opinion, but I think it's good for uh, women to buy men's books sometimes and vice versa, because I think it's good to know how the other sex thinks, not for any other reason other than understanding. Um, I, <laughs> my wife and I are like on the same page 99.9% .9 of the time, but man, I got to tell you, when we speak the different language, you know, from the Venus language and the Mars language, whoo! It's like, what planet are you on, woman? Anyway, long story short, um, I <laughs> anyway, uh, I do. I recommend this book for men and women alike because, again, you know, I I know with my wife, she's had to the adjustments that she's made with me having disassociative identity disorder. You know, she's made some hard adjustments, but I know that it's learning how I think is what's helped her be what I need her to be as a wife when I'm having those moments that I'm not myself and vice versa for, for me to her. So I recommend this book for men and women. That's the point. So God bless you. God bless Paul and all that he's doing. And I hope that this serves as inspiration for you that you don't have to wait till you heal to start making sense of your pain. God bless you. Thank you for watching.